good day and welcome to the good news proclamation this is the start of a podcast it's been a long time we've been planning this for a very long time and we thank god that he is actually giving us the strength to actually stand up and do it and in this podcast we're going to be uh, focusing on step in my shoes which is uh, the first episode that we'll be doing today, giving an introduction of why Step in My Shoes. Well, Step in My Shoes is actually inspired by Hebrews chapter 4, when you look at verse 15. In verse 15, it says that uh, we have a high priest who sympathizes with us because as a human being in the flesh, he was actually tempted but yet he was found with no sin. And I like the, the, the idea of how the writer actually puts it. He says he was tempted at all points, but yet with no sin. And if you go back to Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus Christ actually fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil then approaches Jesus Christ because he understands at that point in time that after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights as a human being there would be certain temptations that arises in the mind of a certain individual and then he approaches him in a sense of trying to tempt him to do evil and if you look at verse 3 now the tempter came to him and said if you are the son of god command that these stones become bread and it's that point where we see that it's actually using a situation that can actually lure him to take advantage of why because he's hungry and because he's hungry his flesh will actually force him to make a decision of turning the stones into bread and consuming but he he does not give in into that particular temptation at that point in time because he understands that you know he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and knowing jesus understanding who he was we know that he loved to pray a lot and we could imagine that at this point in time he was actually coupling uh, the fasting with prayer and 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 and, and fasting is known as uh, taking time to dedicate yourself fully to god by starving yourself from things that will somehow cause a distraction so at that point in time physically he might have been weak but spiritually he was strong because he came more closer to god and, and that is why he was able to respond in a godly manner and when he responds in a godly manner he said to the devil that you know what is it is written that men shall not live on bread alone but by every word that proceed from the mouth of god this is a man who answers from a standpoint of someone who's godly who's spiritual even though the flesh was weak in terms of being starved of food 
but because he was starving himself food in order to be closer to God, God now gives him the power to understand that even though he's at that point in time, he cannot simply succumb to sin because he's much more stronger spiritually than he is physically. So he responds in that manner, showing that at that point in time, he was much more closer to God. The relationship he had with God was much more stronger. And, and that is why the writer of Hebrews says unto us that, you know what, you have a high priest that is very sympathetic towards your situation because he understands that when you live on this earth, there are certain things, certain situations that will actually entice you to move away from God and move closer to sin. But it's actually sympathetic towards that because he understands that we can actually turn around the situation. And through him, when we look at the situation and we confess the situation and we are sorrowed by what we have actually done and then we come closer to him, we can actually be given strength to also respond in a godly and spiritual manner. So this is the high priest that is very, very, very superior because he does not only sacrifice on behalf of people, but he has actually stepped on the shoes of people because he came to earth, he lived as a human being, he understands how difficult it is to live as a human being. And, and hence, when he, he, he comes... And, and, and looks at us when we have fallen into sin. He does not only look at us from the standpoint of wrath, but he looks at us uh, with a compassionate eye, with a caring eye and a loving eye. And he looks at us and he's actually waiting us to come to him and make sure that we confess and we come clean to him. And then we say, you know what, God, we have fallen into sin and we really need you to help us to come out of the sin. Because no man has ever had the strength to actually take themselves out of any particular sin that they fall into. And that is why he's very sympathetic. He's sympathetic because he has the power and the might to actually take us out of our sins. And and and, and we need to trust him wholeheartedly because he has been here. He has taken a step in our shoes. He knows what it's like to walk in the shoes. He knows what it's like to to walk the earth and, and, and be tempted on this earth. So we need to fully trust him, to fully commend ourselves to him, to fully understand that this is a, a, a high priest who will be there for us and who has been there for us and who will continue to be there for us no matter what happens. So we need to come closer to him and make sure that we become people who are closer to him, who are uh, moving closer to him, who are understanding that we need to love everything that he has actually done for us because he has taken a step in our shoes. Amen. Good day, everybody. This is Pongani Gama, and this is the Good News Proclamation. This is the second episode that is brought to you by the Good News Proclamation under the name Step in My Shoes. 
and uh, step in my shoes now with the previous episode we have actually dealt with the introduction of step in my shoes and we said it is heavily linked with hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 where it talks about that as christians we have a sympathetic savior or a sympathetic high priest who was actually tempted at all points but yet with no sin so we look at ourselves and then we look at god and then we look at how we view each other when one has actually fallen into sin and we're going to focus on galatians chapter 6 especially those two verses that are on top verse 1 and verse 2 paul says brethren if a man is overtaken in any trespass you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness considering yourself lest you also be tempted he says bear with one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ so as individuals we know the temptations are part of this life and, and and part of our christian walk and sometimes when people have fallen into temptation and they fall we tend to look at them in a manner that is not appealing to god because what paul is actually appealing to us here is that we need to bear and share the benefits that we have on this earth and we need to understand that when some people have actually fallen it's your duty and responsibility not to make them feel worse about themselves and about the situation that they've actually fallen into your job is to make it as simple as possible the process has to be as simple as possible and it needs your cooperation and understanding that you look at a person the way christ looks at you because when you have fallen into sin christ does not look at you with eyes of resentment christ does not look at you with eyes of hate he does not look at you with the eyes of arrogance or the eyes of breaking about the way you have fallen Yes, he looks at you with disappointment, but the disappointment stems from the idea that you could have done better in that situation. But he 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 does not he does not hold that against you because he understands that when you have fallen, there's a way for you to turn around and come back and be strong again. He understands that it's not how you have fallen, but it's how you stand up that he looks at so he's actually looking at us from the standpoint of compassion love grace and mercy all those good things and and he's expecting the same for us and hence when paul writes here he's giving us encouragement that when whenever there's a brethren that has actually fallen in your midst do not be arrogant towards that brethren do not be judgmental do not be foolishly accusing of certain things as if you are better than the the next person and hence in in, in verse 3 he says for if anyone thinks himself to be something 
when he's nothing he deceives himself so just because the next person is falling does not mean that you are better than him and that is why he says do not think of yourself more highly than the next person who is actually falling he says look at that person the way christ would actually look at you treat that person the way christ would actually treat you he says step in that person's shoes walk a mile in, in his shoes and understand that whatever he did or whatever the situation was, yes, he has fallen, but he still needs your prayers, he still needs your love, he still needs your compassion, he still needs your guidance, he still needs for you to come through and actually help them with that situation. Because if you are busy judging, if you are busy looking down at people, you're not actually helping the situation, you're making the situation worse. And and that's why a lot of brethren do not come back from sin when they have fallen, because there's a lot of resentment uh, from brethren, there's a lot of uh, uh, misconception from brethren, and there's a lot of judgment that comes from brethren and that is why when when people have fallen they simply cannot come back to christ and turn around their lives and and if you look at first john chapter 1 from verse 8 it says that if anyone says he they do not have sin they deceive themselves but if you confess your sin the blood of christ will continue to wash away your sin you see, everybody has an opportunity to come back because Christ has actually walked in this earth before. He has taken a step in our shoes and he's actually asking us to do the same, to take a step in other people's shoes and try and understand that whenever they have fallen, we need to look at them with eyes of compassion, with eyes of love, with eyes of trying to help and, 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 and make sure that we remove the judgment, we remove the hatred, we remove the resentment, we remove everything that is negative and, and instill the positive attitude towards making sure that, 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 that we we support the brethren, we visit the brethren, we make sure that we teach the brethren where it's supposed to be, 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 be taught, where they are supposed to be taught. And it's actually encouraging because even brethren that have fallen, it gives them a sense of also that they should not be people who are defensive in terms of their sin. Because when people become defensive, people become judgmental. So it 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 it, it streams in both ways. You do not become defensive, so that the next person should not become judgmental. You become remorseful, so that the next person should be compassionate. So it's up to us also to make sure that we become compassionate, so that they should also arrive at the point where they become remorseful. Remember, Paul says we need to be sorrowful for the sins that we fall into. And then repentance will take place because it's actually a thing that God wants to happen, that people need to repent. When people are sorrowful, they recognize that they are wrong and they, they are actually hurt by the wrong that they actually did because they recognize in that process when they are wrong that they've actually wronged God and they are hating God in the process. And when they come to that point of realization, they then make a turn, a U-turn in their lives. This is Bongane Gama and we thank you for listening.